2: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
3: This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We asked at the beginning of this week, P, J, we asked the question, what would it take to bump the Super Bowl off the headlines, right? And we were like, I, we're speculating, like a KD trade.
4: <laughs>
3: Last night we get a KD trade. Was it speculating? Trade. We got a KD trade last night. We, by the way, NBA has been dominating the headlines all week with off with season moves. And, and now, KD, the trade deadline's not till 3 p.m. And we're, now we're starting, oh yeah, we're trying to put two and two together. AD didn't look happy on the bench when LeBron set the scoring record. Well, hold on a second. Is there If an AD trade were to come, that would bump the KD trade off the headline. This is wild in the NBA right now. Wild. Phoenix Suns are acquiring Kevin Durant and T.J. Warren, Key. <laughs> it's called man. the T.J. Warren trade. <laughs> well, come
5: on. Get a guy some love. You yeah, just gloss a- right he- over the guy.
3: That, that, I agree, Key. It's like, what, does he not exist? He went to work in the bubble, Max. He That's did. He, he was dropping 25 was plus a night. All right, look. Brooklyn Nets trading KD and T.J. Warren to Phoenix for Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Four first round picks, four of them, and a 2028 pick swap to Brooklyn. So basically, the Nets just acquired all the missing pieces they needed to put around KD and Kyrie to win a championship, but now they had to give up KD and Kyrie to do it. Was the KD Kyrie. Wrong? I can't ask this question. Are we seriously asking this question? Yes, we are. Was it a failure? Key, tell me, sit with a straight face. Tell me you're going to say KD and Kyrie and James Harden, the greatest collection of talent in the history, maybe of sports on the same team, was not a failure. They never, I, they I didn't do anything. They didn't, they didn't go, they, they didn't get to a finals, call, they didn't get the I, conference they're championship. The,
5: they're in the same spot that they were in. What they did is they just wasted, they're the same, Brooklyn's in the same spot that they were in before they acquired these dudes. I don't call it a failure because they was only together 16 games what I call it was a bad experiment that went wrong that's what I call it a bad I don't one, call not a
3: good
5: it, one though right no no a I just don't call it a failure you the word failures, is to me is extremely harsh because they did not even play together they didn't even, they just it didn't work they signed up some stuff Jay that just didn't work and you bought tickets that you thought would <laughs> make you have you retire but yeah. now you got to
6: try to yeah. figure out how to give them away I mean, I got a great return on my investment, Key. I'm not going to lie to you. The last two years have not been bad. But what I will say, though, is, Max, I don't call it a failure failure because every team would die to have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and KD on the same squad. Yeah, I'd do it again if I were them. I I would do it again.
3: I don't care. I already know what happened, and I would not be able to say no.
6: The mismanagement. Yeah. Of bringing those personalities together, that to me was an utter disaster. And resulting in a? <laughs> disaster.
5: <laughs>
3: you you, you like, guys fix well, your mouths to say failure. Right, fine, this was a, fine, failure. Fine. It was a fine. failure.
5: It was a fine. failure. It was a failure. I mean, it, you it, You know who was, all was a failure? Ballers it, on the same if, team. If, if you want to call it a failure, much like Jay said, it was a failure on the organization and mismanagement of yes. all yes. sorts of different personalities. Yes. Okay. So if you want to, if you want to fail the organization. Yeah. Fail the organization, but we're not going to fail the three guys. Oh, no, not everyone, fail everyone gets an F.
3: Everyone gets an F. Cross the board. I can't, I can't oh, no, fail it. No, everyone I can't. gets an F. Come on. I, 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 can't, yes, I, I, I can't Yes, the organization. Yes. We're t- when we say was it a failure, we are talking about the organization. 100%. Well, but if you're saying that ex- that exempts the players, no, no, no. Come on. They failed to no, get it. I, done. I, I got to
5: exempt the, I do. I
6: exempt Well, them. by the way, by the, I, I don't exempt the players all the way, but by the way, I mean. But it, they it, was hurt. The one year they all played, I mean, no, what? James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and KD played 14 games together.
3: That's unbelievable. That's it.
6: 14 games together. I Keys. said 16,
3: 14, 14. Sorry. But boy, those 14 games. 14, oh. Well, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> I, I mean, even when they played Milwaukee, it.
6: Kyrie was hurt. He didn't play. James Harden was on one leg. And, and KD had a shot to win the series.
5: Yeah.
3: Right? And his so shoe like, was, was a little too, too big. It
6: was a little too big. But they were right there. Here's what I will call the first failure. So a lot of people at the beginning were like, well, you know, KD and Kyrie, they're the ones that brought in Steve Nash. KD and Kyrie did not bring in Steve
5: Nash. So, I go back to this, Key. We always talk about ro- what role do we want players to have. Well, you're right about that, though, Jay. They didn't bring him in because Kyrie said what he said about we can we, we can do this coaching on our own. So Very, and and, all, by mean, the way, and
6: what, what ultimatum did KD give about I want Sean Marks and Steve Nash gone? So, that should have let the world know that Sean Marks and Steve Nash were packaged, right? Now, I'm not, I'm not uh, like, absolving, um, you know, culpability from all these guys, right? They I'm deserve... Sure. You know, a, a, a lot of it, too. But at the same time, you have to bring in somebody that is strong-key with a yes. lot of history and experience to know how to manage three strong egos.
5: Because so they, di- they would have brought in Ty Lue, for instance. If they bring in Ty Lue, I, don't, I think situation. everything
6: is different. Everything is different. One of the reasons James Harden bounced is because James was like, no, nah, Steve Nash ain't holding people accountable. Like, he he's allowing certain guys to do certain things, where James was the first one to realize it. And people are like, oh James, he quit on his teammates. <laughs> no, nah, James is smart. James, is like, I'm out. This ain't this ain't it. This ain't gonna have no long-term playing return. Very well.
3: He's playing very he's well. He's gonna make
6: you look at James Harden very differently right now, and he took less money to stick with Philly. How you looking
5: at James Harden now, world? Yeah, I, I love when athletes identify something and it goes right for them. You know, it's like, yeah, this ain't uh uh-uh, uh this is the wrong message. I gotta get out of here. I love that when that happens, that it, you know, because everybody like Jay says, it's it becomes he's Michelin, man, he's fat. Look at him. Oh, God, he looks like the blimp. He's, he's out of shape. Get him, move him out of here. And mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't work like that.
3: Key, I love it. Key, you don't want to blame the athletes. Remember when the Dodgers got Darryl Strawberry and Eric Davis on the same team, and then they were hurt and things happened? This, that was a failure. It was like, you nah, know, it doesn't nah, make stop them it, bad man. people. They got, it was they a They got Strawberry and ED. What? They were 1,000 years old. No, nah, they were still Wait, real good. Can we bring in one of our
6: fellow athletes Monica, here? Monica McNutt.
3: Thank you. ESPN basketball analyst with us now. Yeah, she was to supposed her. to be on the show yesterday. She was sitting right here, and the mic da- died.
4: Auntie! <laughs> Good morning, y'all. What
3: do you think, what do
5: you think?
4: what do you think? Okay, first of all, I just want to know, I tried to go to bed at a decent hour last night. I'm on the way to the airport. I woke up like, what in the world? What is happening? Um, I think that Phoenix is, like, crazy. Um, And I, like super nerdy basketball person here not that they're going to contend but i'm kind of curious to see what happens in brooklyn like that's a lot of young talent and like with a little happy smile but um i think phoenix is now they are really in a window of do or die for real a
3: lot of young a lot of young talent or a lot of like Monica, they just brought in, in Brooklyn, the exact players they needed to win a championship with KD and Kyrie. But they had to give up KD and Kyrie to get a bunch of high-level role players. Very high-level role players, but they're role players.
4: I I agree, Max. Now, here's the thing. Do I think Brooklyn is going to contend? No. And will that roster stay pat? I'm not 100% sure what they have left in terms of the ability to move around. But you've got a lot of guys that will get meaningful minutes. We'll see if Cam Thomas is really going to turn into a a scorer in this league. And then you'll be able to move from there. Like, they have a bunch of pieces that the entire league still will covet. And I'm just kind of curious to see how those guys kind of develop on their own. Rightfully so. The superstars drive this league. um, But to me... That is something unique, and just to keep an eye on, just as a like basketball nerd, are they going to contend? No, and I, I said that already, so we'll see what happens. Well, Monica,
6: so can I just go through the names? I mean, it, how many, how many, how many wings can you have on one roster? Like that should be no, the name you. of the game with the Brooklyn Nets: Mikel mm-hmm. Bridges, Cam Johnson, mm-hmm. Jay Crowder. You got mm-hmm. Joe Harris. You got Ben Simmons. You got Dorian Finney-Smith. You got Spencer Dimwitty.
4: You got. You got Patty Mills. You got Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. How many wins mm-hmm. can you have on one Yeah, they got to make
3: some deals now, right? We, we are. D-
4: they're definitely going to have to move some people around. But we're also in the super era of, like, positionless basketball, y'all. Like, But here's the thing, Jay. Everybody you just named on that roster, a team that is trying to contend, would want. Yes, you're right so about that. So, to me, that. you give them a chance. And and from all indications, and Jay, you may, you obviously would know better than I am, but all indications is Jack Vine is a guy that you want players that are still trying to develop and kind of identify their true roles in the league, I guess, to kind of be around. And so I'm just curious as to see what's going to happen. I think Brooklyn has now, like, probably closed their window in the present, and we're looking at a few bit a few years out. But they've got guys that, to me, will still command, like, decent prices.
3: That's so a good point. That's a good point. You could flip these to a number of teams even right now mm-hmm. that could use players just like that. Go yeah, ahead, G. G. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to
5: say, now that the Brooklyn Nets did what they did and they moved KD to, to Phoenix – expand on what you think about what Phoenix have in in their arsenal now with KD and CP3 and, and um, Aiton and Devin Booker. Aiton and
4: Booker, yeah. I mean, but what about that bitch w- now? So Okay, so here's the thing. Immediately I go to can Book and KD stay healthy, right? Because those are your two headliners at this point. CP3, whatever, load management, body rest, whatever he's going to have to do to be able to sustain the kind of flow that comes in the postseason, because we've seen him wear down the past couple of years, right? Um, I, look, KD just wants to hoop, and Devin Booker seems to approach seems to approach it with that same thing. I don't know, when I think of those guys outside of CP3, how much they've put into their bodies, because you're right, he, the bench is short. Like, the bench is now significantly shorter for them. Um, and so this is going to be the next level test in terms of their stamina. But as I look around at our contenders outside of, I mean, probably the Nuggets, and I think Milwaukee, as they get healthy, like you could argue that no team has like a second unit that you're crazy about in terms of whoever you think those top four, maybe five teams are.
6: And Monica, you can always stagger those minutes where you got some of your guys mm-hmm. that can play on those second mm-hmm. units. I, I, I do want to ask you about the Lakers. Um, we saw, we heard reports from Roach that Russell Westbrook and Darvin Ham got into their spat the other night when LeBron James broke the all time scoring record. Russell Westbrook is no longer there. Um, you've been hearing things around Anthony Davis, potentially maybe being someone on the trade block. If you were the Lakers, would you hold on to Anthony Davis? Or if you got a grip for AD, would you consider that move?
4: What's a, a grip, a, a, is a grip a guy that's going to help me win now, or is that pick?
6: Let's say if a grip were Zach Levine, uh, a Vucevic, some picks,
4: and maybe a wing. Um, Booch has never kind of, kind of been quite right in Chicago. That's really weird to me. Um, Levine. Uh, no, uh, uh, I think I would, I think I would be curious about who's coming back before Levine. Hmm. Um, but honestly, Jay, I think I hold that like we've seen that AD and LeBron can be incredibly dominant. You just unloaded or just uploaded three different guys, wing guys, like, I would hold on to A.D. right now. And, and I honestly don't know what the market is for A.D. because he can't sit on the floor. Like, even with – and knock on wood, because I hope that's not true. Even, you know, K.D. A.D. was tossed around. I'm like, yo, like, I get it if you're the Lakers, but I just – to me, a, a trade for A.D. is just such a gamble. Like, I, it's just such a gamble.
5: He was on the floor. He just sat on the bench. That's all. Keith, what did you think of that? Because I thought that was completely overblown. Everybody I, I like, told you – you already you, boy uh, Jalen. Hey baby, what? you 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 already know how I feel about germ spreading. When people start looking at videos and I, I look, anything could have been going on in his mind. Anything.
4: And I, also, he stood up like everybody relax, Whatever. Yeah, he exactly. Like, right, what he
5: even <laughs> clapped with his knees.
4: <laughs> Monica
3: McNutt, ESPN basketball analyst. Thanks for jumping on, Monica. Making up. For yesterday's debacle with the microphone. Oh. Unbelievable. No problem. I'm you sitting, right. sitting in studio with a dead mic the whole time, waiting to get on the microphone. Unbelievable. All right, you, Monica. Monica. Safe travels. Yeah, safe travels. Safe travels. Where's she going? The Keyshawn. This is Keyshawn J. Willamax. The Keyshawn J. Willamax. The <laughs> yeah, Keyshawn program. J. The this is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from It never, from it never is with this dude. <laughs> sure entertainment. Is 24/7. the Eastern Conference. I thought the East was the Eastern Conference, but right? not anymore. Is it still? What, who's, what's the better conference in the NBA right now? Is it now just a three-team race in the East? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens?
2: Jay Will and Max. The Phoenix Suns are acquiring Kevin Durant.
6: Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. I'm going to go ahead and say, I mean, I think this team kind of challenges those 2017, 2018, 2019
3: Golden State Warrior teams. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Click on the ESPN app, lower right-hand corner of the app. It says more. You scroll down to live radio and you can hear us right there we been we asked at the beginning of the week what could knock the super bowl off the front pages right off the leads of shows well maybe if kd got traded bang last night kd gets traded and maybe there's a is ad going to get traded by the
6: by way 3 I, PM? I, I got david kaplan who's from you know chicago radio text me like no we don't want that why would we do that no, no, I, I told you Jay. Oh,
3: we got to get cap to call into the show right right? i told now, you i would like it. to introduce A man who did two segments on Max Unboxing last week. Versatile. Now on to talk hoops. Chris Manick, Sports Illustrated senior writer, NBC Sports Boston NBA analyst. And he's got the best beat in sports. He covers boxing and basketball. Chris, good morning. What's up, Chris? What's happening, guys? What's happening? Well, you tell us, man. I mean, tell me about the talk to me. What's up with KD? Got traded before the deadline. You know, what do you think about all this?
0: But look, I was watching the Matt Ishbia press conference yesterday, his introductory press conference, and you know, texting with a few people in the Suns organization right after that. One thing they said was, "This guy wants to do something, some version of that." From a couple of people, now no one really expected that a Durant deal would be able to be put back together, but you knew with Matt Ishbia taking the reins and him wanting to make an immediate splash, that they would be aggressive. And, look, he was quick to to tell his front office that, you know, if this is doable, let's do whatever it takes. And that meant sweetening the pot with the first-round picks. That meant including Mikhail Bridges, a player the Nets have coveted, in part because of his talent, in part because he's a young player on a – manageable, long-term contracts. So I give a lot of credit to Matt Ishby for coming in and being proactive in in making this deal happen.
6: Chris, uh, how would you sum this up ultimately for the Brooklyn Nets? I mean, it's almost you have a roster full of wings. They can't be done making moves, but you almost feel like they're back to where they started talent-wise before they got Kevin Durant, James Harden, and
0: Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and... and maybe even worse off probably because at that point when they started doing those deals, they were, I mean, Jared Allen was there, didn't there, Karis LeVert was there. They had some intriguing young talents. They were a team that pushed itself into the playoffs. I mean, look, I, the way I thought about this, you know, last night, you know, if you go back to, to 2012 at, at Sports Illustrated, we put Steve Nash and Dwight Howard on the cover and said, this is going to be fun when they were with the Lakers. Hmm. It was not fun it was catastrophically bad. This Harden-Kyrie-Kevin Durant mix might have been worse because the expectations were probably even higher that this team could you know, put together a multiple championship run with three superstars in their prime. Now, as far as where the Nets go from here, I mean, they will start to look to sell off some of these parts. Remember, they don't have a lot of motivation to be really bad you know, this season because and really in future seasons because their picks are earmarked for, for somebody else, mostly Houston. But I would expect Brooklyn, specifically with Jay Crowder today, to try to aggressively try to get something back for him in return. And then you, know, you get to the off season and you know, these guys that are not part of the long term plan there, I would expect them to, to be in conversation about being moved to.
5: Now that now Chris, now that K D is in Phoenix, what does this do for the Suns out West, where does this put them, though? Look, they, they look like
0: a, if not the front-runner, a front-runner at the moment. I mean, at the very least, I'd like to see how they all play together. Um, you know, on paper, they look like they should be excellent. And Chris Paul seems like the kind of point guard that, that should make it work. But, you know, Devin Booker, you know, coming off injury, uh, is he able to stay healthy? Paul... Yeah, you know, it's still a good player, but obviously has shown some signs of regression over the course of this season. They lost some good role players. I mean, Bridges, Cam Johnson, these guys were were playing for them. These are good players. So, you know, they, they let, let's see what you know how they play together. If they're able to get guys in the buyout market, because I think that's going to be a place where they're going to be able to upgrade in the next couple of weeks. Um, I, I look, it's the right move to make, no question about it. They are now all in for the next probably two or three seasons, if not beyond, uh, with this group. But I do want to see how they play together before positioning them ahead of Denver, which has a great chemistry. Memphis, which even though they're struggling right now, is, has been really good. I want to see how that mix comes together.
6: Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, senior uh,
7: – let me start
6: again. Chris <laughs> Mannix, Sports Illustrated, senior writer, joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Chris, um, the Toronto Raptors – I. All you heard was that they were going to be big sellers by the trade <laughs> deadline, and with seven hours and some change left, do you see them making any moves? Because guys like Fred Van Vliet, you keep thinking about the Clippers, uh, OG Anunoby, you keep hearing his name being floated around. Do you see the Raptors making any moves because of the pieces and assets they have?
0: I do. Look, the Jakub the Pertl deal—you know, he was—they were the one place that made sense for him because. You know, when, when people were talking about acquiring Pertle, take Boston, for example. They were looking at him more as a rental and, you know, weren't going to give up first-round capital to, to get him. You know, Toronto doesn't see him as a rental. They liked him a lot before they traded him a few years ago, and I would expect Pertle to re-sign there and be kind of their their center for the future moving forward. Um, Van Vliet, and specifically Gary Trent Jr., is someone I'm watching, too, in the next few hours because – I don't know if Toronto is all that in, in, interested in investing, you know, $160, $170 million in Fred VanVleet. I mean, Gary Trent Jr. is an excellent player, a terrific shooter, a two-way player, but he'd probably be like their fifth best player on that team. And do you want to give $20 million-ish to to a guy like that? So those are the two guys that, that I, I think have the most likely – the highest likelihood on Toronto mm-hmm. to move later today. The, the the team I'm watching though with Toronto is is Memphis and OG Ananobi. Like that's the the situation I'm I'm kind of keeping the closest eye on because if you're Memphis right now, you're you're in kind of a free fall at the moment. Um you just saw the Lakers arm up. You just saw the Suns arm up. Denver, I think is gonna make a deal involving Bones Highland later today to improve Uh, their bench, which is really their only weakness right now. The starting lineup is light years better statistically than everybody else. Um, So they're going to arm up. What are you doing if you're Memphis? Like, you've got all the pieces to be a championship contender this season. You've got a whole bunch of draft picks, a whole bunch of young players that maybe you don't really need over the next three or four years. They should be the team that is offering Toronto three first-round picks and maybe one of their young pieces – to go get OG Ananobi because that's a team that over the second half of the season could find itself left behind mm. by some of these other contenders.
3: Mm. Chris Mannix. Hey, real quick, Chris, before I let you go, yes or no, it's all time we have. Jalen Brown getting traded. No. And right. I, I, I'm done with the – Jalen Brown,
0: it, it, I feel bad for him at this point. Like he just gets thrown in he, – he plays like an all-NBA player – this season, for the most part, and he gets tossed into every trade rumor out there. Jalen Brown, I believe, will be a Celtic this season. If he makes the All-NBA team, You know, not to get too deep in the weeds, but it gives them a chance to re-sign him to a, a deal he might like in the
3: offseason. Thank you, Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated senior writer, NBC Sports Boston NBA analyst, and you can see him on such programs as Max on Boxing on ESPN 2. Yes, PM Eastern correct. Friday, early evening. Tune in to NBA action tonight as the Lakers host the Bucks. Coverage begins at 9:30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats: Life happens live. Keyshawn J. Max, We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Entire landscape of the NBA changed this week. That's coming up.
1: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The Keyshawn,
2: J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn,
3: Jay Will, and Max. The Phoenix Suns are acquiring Kevin Durant, Jordan, in Tennessee. You're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio.
5: You know what the old adage is? When the going gets tough, Durant gets going, y'all.
3: And why should KD spend the last of his prime years in a bad situation? Bounce. Oh, by the the way, you
6: you go to Phoenix, Phoenix is known for rejuvenating, like, bodies, right? Like, Grant Hill went there. You talk about Steve Nash played there for a long time. You got a lot of players out there that go there because of their training facilities and, and how they look at the human anatomy and how long they can extend the longevity of your career.
3: Field, yeah, Yates.
5: The whole Arizona area both football and basketball and go. baseball. Field
3: Yates ESPN NFL Insider, co-host of fantasy football podcast with us now. Field like we asked at the beginning of the week and you you know, you do football but we asked what would it take for the NBA to monopolize headlines heading into the Super Bowl. And we were like, well, if a Kevin Durant trade happened, it happened.
0: It finally happened. And you know, what's funny is if this had happened two trade deadlines ago, this would not be the case. The reason being that when the NFL only had a 17-week regular season, the NBA trade deadline used to be the Thursday after the Super Bowl. So we'd all have our football high the previous Sunday, and then we'd have four days of NBA buildup. Now that the NFL is an 18-week regular season and the Super Bowl has been pushed back a week, we have this ridiculous four-day stretch that starts today that includes the trade deadline and then goes all the way up to the Super Bowl. So both the NBA and the NFL are getting plenty of attention this week.
3: Uh, So, Field, the Suns now, we're arguing, are on paper – the best team in the West. They haven't played together yet, but on paper, we're saying they're the best team in the West. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, I do on paper agree with that assertion. And I think that what we have to do, though, is look towards the path, right? Because if the NBA season began today and they had 82 games to jockey for a seed, I think we probably believe there's a pretty reasonable chance, assuming they stay healthy or at least close to it, they would win the most or near the most games. Uh, in the Western Conference over an eighty-two game stretch, but of course we have just one third of the season left. So where things get really interesting is what happens once we get past the play in and we know who has to go through who else. But the Suns now obviously have two of the best scorers certainly in the conference in Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. But defensively, we'll see how things evolve now that they've traded away their best wing stopper in Mikhail Bridges. But what's going to be fascinating is what is the path look like when we get to the playoffs. Is the first round for the Phoenix Suns a matchup uh, against Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving and the Mavericks? Obviously two very different teams now compared to where they were last year, but as we know, I mean, that was an epic choke job by the Phoenix Suns last playoffs, and if they do win that first round series, they could be staring down a second round series against Denver Nuggets, who right now are running away with the Western Conference. So the reality is that they're probably going to be three or four teams that enter the playoffs in the West, feeling like they can beat anybody anywhere. And next thing you know, one of them's going to most likely be bouncing the first round.
5: Yeah, Phil, when you when you look at the West Out West, obviously Phoenix made the moves. The Lakers have now made moves moving on from Russell Westbrook shipping him off to Utah with a twenty twenty-seven uh pick protected pick as well, and then they acquired D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Where does this put the Lakers sitting at 13 right now? Can they make another move before the trade deadline to kind of put them in a different position? Certainly seems like anything that's done between now and the trade deadline for the Lakers would just be
0: window dressing. Just if you look at the assets they have available left over the trade and you forecast Ahead to where they're going to be this upcoming year in free agency and all the various tentacles that go beyond the here and now. Uh, But doesn't it feel like this team has some new life at least, right? I mean, we've seen the Lakers play some heart stopping games against some of the very best teams in the NBA. And the beauty of this league, of course, is the fact that, you know, on a given night, anybody can beat anybody else. The question for the Lakers, though, is even if they make a surge in the final third of their season, which I do think they have the capability of doing now, certainly more so than where they were 24 or even, you know, even a week ago. 24 hours or a week ago, it's that like, what's the net result? Like how high can they climb? Because let's say they have a great run and they still finish 7th in the West. Well, all right, so the good news is that uh, you're not, well you either, you've you survived the play in, but now you got to win three straight series on the road going forward. Uh, to make the NBA Finals, which, as we know, with the Lakers. And this is a good thing. It's not just a uh, – this is not a, a a bad standard to have. The standard is not to, like, win a playoff round and, and, you know, give some team all they can handle in the second round. It's to win the championship. That's the reality of the Lakers. So they're certainly more uh, – they're certainly better equipped now compared to where they were a week ago. Uh, and they have, at least have some life. And obviously with LeBron at this stage of his career, and really every stage of his career, you owe it to him to maximize your chance because – when you have LeBron, you always have a chance to do damage on a given night.
6: Well, what's the matchup you're most excited about as it relates to the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday?
0: Yeah, well, we have to talk football now. Come on, man. I mean, no, I are mean, big
6: events happening. We got no, the Super no, Bowl. We got no, trades. I know, I know, I know.
0: Hey, you're right. No, I have. We have to talk football. It's my my real job, after all. You know, and this is like the you know we're talking about these NBA trade deadlines that are like headlines snatching moves that are very juicy and sexy and all the things that we look forward to uh, during the NBA trade deadline. And the NFL is, like in my opinion, on Sunday, potentially a meat-and-potatoes game. There are two incredible, incredible offensive lines involved in this game. The Chiefs, probably the best pass-protecting offensive line in the NFL. The Eagles, probably the best run-blocking line in the NFL. But I think it's which one of those offensive lines can handle the opposing pass rush better because the, the, the Eagles led the NFL in sacks this season. As a matter of fact, they have a chance to set the NBA single-season sack record, including the postseason, uh, and the Chiefs have the second-most sacks in the NFL this year. So two unreal pass rushes, and what we haven't seen so far since Patrick Mahomes got hurt was what it looks like when he's under duress, right? The Jacksonville Jaguars had, for some reason or another, no ability to generate any heat on Patrick Mahomes when he was limping through that game right when he suffered that high ankle sprain, and then in the AFC Championship game, the Bengals really couldn't do that either. We've seen Patrick Mahomes grimace on a few occasions since he had that ankle injury. There was a time against the Bengals when he kind of was moving towards his left, and you sort of you saw him pull up. Like, he's in pain still. There's no two ways about that. He has a high ankle sprain, after all. If Philly can control the line of scrimmage and get pressure on Patrick Mahomes, what does this offense look like? Conversely, if Chris Jones and Mike Dana and Frank Clark and the Chiefs' complementary rushers can disrupt Jalen Hurts' rhythm and timing, is he going to be able to generate big plays down the field, which since he got back from the shoulder sprain back in Week 18, the Eagles, who obviously they keep winning, but they have not been as potent making these big plays down the field. So that's kind of what I'm I'm watching is the pass rush for both teams against the opposing offensive
3: line. Field Yates, ladies and gentlemen, who got to talk NBA basketball for most of his NFL football appearance. That's how big this Kevin Durant trade is. Thank you, Field. Appreciate I love it. it. Well,
0: anytime you guys want to have someone on to come talk hockey or baseball, I'm your I guy. Was,
3: I'm I'm ready. Yes, we are the show of record for hockey and baseball, of course. Keyshawn J. Willemax (laughs) is presented by Progressive Insurance. Was it all worth it for the Brooklyn Nets?
7: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The
3: Phoenix Suns are acquiring
2: Kevin Durant. Chris
6: Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. I'm going to go ahead and say, I mean, I think this team kind of challenges those 2017, 2018, 2019 Golden State Warrior
3: teams. But, of course, they'll be playing the 2023 Golden State Warriors team. Not to mention Memphis Grizzlies, Denver Nuggets, Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Clippers. Memphis Grizzlies. Mention them. The Suns. Sacramento sons. Kings. The Suns acquire Kevin Durant in a trade with the Nets. Keyshawn J. Will and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. Phoenix sending Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder four first-round picks. And a twenty twenty-eight pick swap to Brooklyn for he would like you to know TJ Warren and Kevin Durant. <laughs> we gotta get it
5: put some respect.
3: In Key's mind, this is the TJ Warren trade.
5: Maybe you skip the name <laughs> like the first two hours of the show. You didn't make mention of TJ Warren. Yeah. And and he wouldn't be the only person, I'm sure. We lead off all sports talk. People follow us <laughs> all over the country and they copy us a lot and use our stuff. I just want to make sure that Max got TJ Warren in it because yeah. I don't want to, you know, no, he, want to set exists.
3: That TJ Warren, in fact, exists and plays basketball. That's right. <laughs> Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN senior NBA insider on the 7 a.m. Sports Center on the Brooklyn Nets. Listen.
5: What will be interesting today now, the pieces that Brooklyn has in place between now and the 3 o'clock trade deadline, there is great interest all over yeah. the league, and any number of these players. Many of them will be in play, including Jay Crowder, who I would expect may be on the move before 3 o'clock. He was in the deal last night, too, from Phoenix.
3: Yeah, you know how many so, teams, Jay, including the Brooklyn team, that had KD and Kyrie could use, like, man, if we had one – if we just had Mikael Bridges or Cam Johnson or Jay Crowder, man, that's exactly who we need. They got three guys like that to move now.
6: So, we've been hearing things about Toronto and OG on an OB – being a player that the Memphis Grizzlies should target. But we know that in return, Masai Ujiri, the GM for the Raptors, is asking for a grip for guys like OG or Fred VanVleet because of all their versatility and what they bring to the table. If I'm Memphis, if I feel like the price is too steep on OG, I go out and I get Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is the personality that fits into what Memphis does. He is that veteran that can calm everybody down. He's a guy that has championship experience playing in championship games he can space the floor He is the same dog defensively that fits the dna of who the memphis grizzlies are if i'm memphis I, I, i'm trying to get that for a good cost
5: and, and that Ryan. would be and that would be the smart move because of the veteran leadership yes. and championship experience if you look at phoenix what did they do they went out and got kevin durant has some leadership quiet leadership but also has championship experience something that they necessarily didn't have on their team when they made the run to the championship. So I, I don't disagree with you at all, Jay, as far as what Memphis should do. Now, Brooklyn, on the other hand, mm. because this trade is all about Kevin Durant, they've got to figure out what they want to do in the future. All those picks, all those young players, now you just start packaging them up and moving them around because you're rebuilding all over again where you were four years ago. The only problem with, with
6: Brooklyn right now is you know we had Bobby Marks on our show a couple of days ago, and he literally said that Ben Simmons is an untradeable asset.
3: Yeah, he's negative value. An
6: untradeable asset. So, but what, but what, if a, what if a team
5: needed that type but, of oh, Well, here's Bobby Marks from, right, from ESPN right, Front Jay? Office
3: Insider. Here he yeah. is yesterday. This is exactly what he said. Or, sorry, sorry, from Monday. This is exactly what he said.
7: I don't think Ben Simmons has any value. I mean, he can't stay on the court. and not, I think he has the one word that, that is the worst word in the NBA unreliable you can't trust him and he's unreliable here and for him to get value back he's got to be on the court I think that's going to be an issue that Brooklyn's going to have to address and um but yeah I mean he'll have two years left after this contract but right now there's there's no value for um there's no value for Ben Simmons
3: Bobby Marks was 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 reacting to the trade of Kyrie Irving at the time now Kevin Durant has been traded will Anthony Davis be traded next the trade deadline's at 3 p.m. Bobby Marks is going to join us seven minutes from now. Yes, Jay?
6: Yeah, I was just going to say, like, that. that's the biggest question key around Ben Simmons. Like, now this team, you have all these wings. You have Ben Simmons, who has been having knee soreness that you question around his reliability. Uh, it's almost like if you're at a Brooklyn Nets, you're stuck with that asset unless you package him. But if you're a team, why would you want to, why would you want to incur that cost if you're not sure what you're going to get? But what, okay, what if he's healthy?
5: Forget his but, but, offensive but shooting like, woes. If I'm
6: paying 100 plus million dollars, I don't like the what if games as relates around like what if he's. Well, out you
5: what? But because I know what Kevin Durant is, so you I can play okay, that game you, around you, Kevin you Durant. You got you got there before I could get there. Good. I know what that I was gonna is. say. When well, yeah. you got KD's, you know people do get paid coming off injuries. They do honor contracts with guys with injuries, but what if you need that type of player? long wing defender, but you don't care about the offensive scoring. You just care about the defensive side of the ball and a little bit of the rebounding and facilitating when he can, and that's it.
6: What I, if you I, care the, about the, that? The, the basketball aspect, like the physical attributes, makes sense to me, Key. But as we've talked about, because we keep it a buck on the show, mentally there's, 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 there's somewhat of a block. I don't know what's going on there. And I'm not, I'm not sure – if I'm the GM or owner of another team, Max said, I feel like watching him in multiple stops now like, Yeah, I can fix that. You I, said I don't it, know what Jay. that is. But if Jay, you don't wait, have value you,
5: if you don't have value and I can get you, for yeah, you get him on the potato a, chips or the soda but, that's like, the, but, but I just Jay already the house said for that. I can't
3: give away that for free, though, Keith. Jay already but said you it. do it. It's over $100 million. The difference between a guy like KD and Ben Simmons, how did KD get hurt in the first place? Because clearly there was something going on with his Achilles, and he was willing to risk his career on the altar of chasing greatness, of winning a championship, going into a contract year, right? That ain't Ben Simmons. That has not been Ben Simmons throughout his career, so that risk of 100 plus million, very different. Bobby Marks is going to join us to get us set for the NBA trade deadline. Buckle up, everybody. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio.
2: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
7: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.